0: Welcome to the Interop Now podcast, where it's all about health data interoperability and the technology solutions that will transform your business. We bring you the information you need to find the right solutions to exceed federal requirements, improve patient satisfaction, and increase your bottom line. We will talk to leading industry experts about using APIs to unleash, repurpose, and scale healthcare data. And now, your host, Interoperability Maven sandy
1: vance hi everybody it's sandy vance today's guest is kavi misery from rose health and this important topic really resonates with me uh this country is in a full-on collective mental health crisis and on a good day navigating mental health illness is challenging with barriers um just tons and tons of barriers to accessing care. Uh, Only 41% of people diagnosed with a mental health illness received care last year in the US. Uh, There's still a ton of associated stigma and shame with mental health challenges. And frankly, the medical community at large tends to have a very low understanding and awareness of how, um, how to handle and treat mental health issues. The fact is that the mental health issues of our country are very complex and diagnosis and diseases can be very confusing and challenging, and it makes it very hard to manage in our current climate of value-based care. Rose Health is a behavioral health integration and patient monitoring solution that seamlessly provides healthcare providers the opportunity to stay connected with their patients and monitor their mental health on a regular basis. Kavi Misri is a former healthcare investment banker at J.P. Morgan and SunTrust and was a strategic operator at Northwell Health. Today, he's going to spend some time with us talking about this platform and the organization that he founded and um, share with us how he's helping to close the gap on some of these mental health challenges. Thank you for being here, Kavi.
2: My pleasure, Sandy. Thank you so much for having me.
1: So talk a little bit about how this all started. How do you go from investment banker to... uh, to entrepreneur with a mental health
2: app? Great question. Um, so I formed Rose Health about three and a half years ago, really based on two realizations I had. One was more on the finance side and the other was more on the personal side. On the finance side, as you mentioned, I was a healthcare M&A investment banker for J P Morgan and SunTrust and then transitioned over to Northwell Health where I was part of the strategy group where we built our own ACO as as well as our own uh, narrow network health insurance company. And it was at these two institutions where I saw the importance of digital therapeutics when it came to chronic conditions like oncology, heart disease, but also saw the lack of tools available for mental health. And It would be on a monthly basis on our executive meetings, a hot topic, because we would see that mental health expenditures continue to increase about 5% month over month due to pure decompensation of our patients, as well as leakage in the system. And as a narrow network health insurance company, that was the last thing that we wanted. So saw the large business opportunity available there, but what really formed Rose was more on the personal side. After working the 80 to 100 hour work weeks for seven years, I finally burned out. I fell into my own depression when I burned out and I learned very quickly that depression is not a passive state. It might seem that way to people on the outside, but to the person depressed. It's just an active state of pain that really takes over your entire body from the tip of your ear all the way to the bottom of your feet. And I was actually bedridden with depression for about a month. Luckily, I had the wherewithal and the support to seek care. And I experienced mental health care for the first time. And I was just blown away by the inefficiencies and not just accessing care, but purely navigating the mental health care ecosystem as a whole. And then further, I saw my friends and colleagues going through similar concerns and I decided to do something about it. So I leveraged my experience as an investor, as an entrepreneur, but most importantly as a patient to build Roses into what it is today. And I've been super fortunate to have my fellow execs and my entire team at ROSE Health to build ROSE into the solution that would have prevented my burnout Three and a half years ago.
1: Does this take the place of um, an electronic health record that I would communicate this information with my doctor from? And you know, how does it uh, interact, I guess, within with other platforms that
2: patients and providers are using to manage mental health? That's a great question. And that's really part of why we've seen so much success of Rose is the ability for the clinician dashboard to be integrated into the EHR so that it can be a combination of things. It can be depending on the EHR data that's entered into the EHR, or it can even serve as as an app or a window that comes up within the EHR so that all that information is available in real time for the clinician to see. How their patients are doing, how they're progressing or regressing in care, and be able to really augment the care that they can provide so that we can help the patient build mental health resiliency while also improving their overall well being.
1: So, what types of data does
2: this app collect to put into the provider's EMR? It may help to just go through the, per- the patient journey with ROSE. The ideal patient is, or end user, is the functional youth, adult, or geriatric po- population that experiences mild to moderate anxiety, depression, trauma, ADHD, insomnia, or pain. And the ideal client of ROSE are physician groups, health systems, ACOs, health plans, and employers. Uh, So essentially uh, risk-bearing entities.
1: This app goes beyond the typical capabilities and the information that I would have as a primary care physician, for example. I might know that you have mild anxiety or even severe anxiety, and I medicate it. But when you leave and you go home, like I don't see you until six months later for your med check. And I think that the beauty of an app like this is that you're enabling visibility into that patient's you know, day-to-day. What sort of data do you provide on those dashboards into EHRs uh, to help manage that patient population?
2: Sure. So we take a look at active data collection, passive data collection, as well as digital phenotyping uh, to be able to detect how a patient is doing, or more importantly, how a patient's are going through some sort of decompensation. The items that we collect are self-reported data, which are the PHQ-9 and the GAD-7 clinical assessments. Those are two golden standard scales in the the mental health industry. That is done on a a two-week frequency, which allows us to, to see how the patient is progressing over time. On a daily basis, the patient would then check in in the form of doing a daily mood, daily anxiety, and daily sleep check-in. And that's done through a Likert scale of one to five. And then they would journal. And we all know the value of journaling and how impactful it is during the course of therapy. And we've taken advantage of that. Given our deep tech approach, we've built a natural language processing system That allows us to detect semantic tone and allows us to really understand exactly what the patient is going through, whether they're dealing with anxiety, depression, or even as detailed as being able to determine whether they're dealing with financial issues, relationship issues, as well as, for example, work issues. And in those cases, that's where we're able to create what we call the ROSE score. And the ROSE score then provides the proper care pathway for the patient. It's important to really recognize the ROSE score just because of the importance of it. The ROSE score is essentially a patient's mental health credit score, if you will. Um, On layman's terms, it is like the BMI. Um, and what really allows us to do is take all that data that we are able to collect from the patient, the self-reported data, as well as the passive data collection, which are digital biomarkers like activity, sleep time, calories burned, things like that, and create a specific Rose score for you based on different parameters. And once we have that Rose score, we would then either push you towards a pathway of of using the ROSE platform for self-care or being pushed in the direction of seeing a member of our care team. And what we see with the ROSE score is that 84% of all patients that access the platform fall into the green section of ROSE. So The ROSE score is risk stratified into three different buckets, green, yellow, red, which equate to mild, moderate, severe. And what we are seeing with our current patients is that 84% of the patients fall into the green zone, and the green zone is mild concerns or mild mental health concerns, and we would push them to use the ROSE platform. And the ROSE platform on itself is extremely powerful in its ability to really help a patient build mental health resiliency, build coping mechanisms, and identify triggers that allow patients to really understand more about themselves. And the more that they, they use ROSE, the more that they learn about themselves, the more that we learn about them, and the better we're able to provide care for them. One of the great advantages of the ROSE score is the fact that we provide curated content for self-care. So if someone is going through a certain issue like work stress, we would provide curated content in the form of articles, audio recordings, and videos that all relate to helping that patient with that specific need. And we have over a thousand pieces of content in our app, which really differentiates us from a majority of the companies out there. All of the articles, audio recordings and videos were all created within uh, the Rose team. So we've had a a team at Johns Hopkins. We are a Johns Hopkins rooted company. And uh, we've had our Johns Hopkins team go through dense articles, that that we end up summarizing into a sixth grade reading level so that we can provide the patient with self-help and self-care in the form of the ROSE platform or in the form of self-care. Additionally, for the yellow and the red alerts, we see that 13% of our patients fall into the yellow bucket. And that's really the patient population that we are able to help the most. And then there are 3% of patients who enter into the red alert. For those that enter into the yellow zone, we would recommend that they use the Rose platform, but also schedule an appointment with our Rose care team in the next day or two. It isn't really an an immediate need, but it is something that that we would like to work on with, with that patient within the next couple of days. However, what if someone falls into the red zone that really alarms us and and puts us into crisis management so at that point in time we would have our rose care team immediately call that patient and uh, do uh, intake so they would uh triage the patient they would understand whether it's a true crisis and if it is a true crisis they would get the patient the right level of care at the right time does the rose health platform
1: when you're doing these assessments say you get someone that is a you know a red and they connect to your clinical team for crisis management do, does the information about that episode of care go into the electronic medical record then
2: yes so in cases like that the information would be uploaded into or entered into the EHR, depending on what type of uh, integration that we are using, but what's more important is actually what happens immediately and the action of ro- from ROSE that, that occurs immediately. When someone goes into the red zone, we do have a care team which, consi- which consists of about 125 licensed clinical social workers, about 100 psychiatrists and about 60 psychologists that are all available 24-7, 365, and also provide a variety of treatments from in-the-moment support all the way to risk management and crisis management. So in a case of someone going in the red zone, our team would reach out directly and we would help the patient. We would also update to the dashboard, the clinician dashboard, and that information flows right through the EHR.
1: So that is really a big win, I think, to be able to connect patients to that care that quickly. I mean, that's just unheard of in the mental health space, particularly. It is so hard to orchestrate that crisis intervention from the beginning, but, you know, just that those first contacts with a clinician Are so crucial. So I I think that's a really big deal. You had mentioned earlier about using biomarkers to get that, those alerts to get them to that point. And I know you have a story about an executive who had used those digital biomarkers and and actually revealed some information about them. You want to share that with us?
2: One of the great ways that we're able to collect passive data is really through wearables and different sensors in the phone. So we've been able to collect quite a few biomarkers such as activity, such as sleep, such as heart rate variability, also sensors on the phone. One example of how this all worked very well is that we were piloting the platform with a health system and we asked the health system to use the ROSE platform as part of the pilot. In one case, we saw that one of their C-suite execs was actually in some sort of decomposing state. And uh, we found that through the power of our digital biomarkers, as well as through the sensors on the phone. And it, it so happens that the executive was in bed for about 13 hours and we knew that the patient was in bed for 13 hours because we could see that the watch was connected and that there was a heartbeat attached to it. Arguably, you could say that perhaps the patient was sleeping, and that's a valid case for being in bed for 13 hours. However, it was a Thursday at around 3 p.m. when he should have been at work, and he didn't call out as a for a PTO or any, or anything like that. And as we dug deeper, we, we looked at, into his phone sensors and that, this is all just through the Rose app. We were able to see the accelerometer on the phone moving back and forth. And we were also able to see the light sensitivity of the phone changing almost every other second. So what that told us was actually he was awake for 13 hours in bed just going through app to app and uh, being in a position where he should have been at work. And at that point, that's where our clinical team went into work and we contacted the individual and we were able to get him the right care. That's
1: incredible that you guys are able to detect that. And in cases particularly where somebody lives alone and there's no one around to help monitor that, it's a really important step forward for mental health management and potentially could help people be independent that wouldn't otherwise be able to do. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, and one of the additional things that we've added into the system and will continue to expand on it is that we have hired in-house licensed clinical social workers who are Rose employees and will be looking at the dashboard 24-7, 365, So they can actually point out trends and they would be able to address these red fire flag situations and be able to either get the patient's doctor on the phone for support or treatment or leverage our care team for crisis management. And that further would allow us to pick up more people who are going through some sort of decompensation.
1: Yeah. So one thing is, I think that the the value that you all can offer to an accountable care organization, value-based care is so important to provider organizations right now, especially. How can you help organizations save money uh, by mitigating the risks that they bear?
2: The way that we're able to help is really through shared savings and being able to provide a uh, healthier population. And uh, also reducing waste in their system. We do so in a number of ways, such as providing a support tool like ROSE so that patients can utilize ROSE for self-help, to build mental health resiliency, to build coping mechanisms, to identify triggers, so that in conjunction with the medication that they're prescribed, they also have access to some sort of therapy, or at least some sort of self-care that they can work on. Additionally, we have built in a number of of items that we can help the ACOs improve upon, such as uh, lowering ED admissions, lowering readmissions, And in those situations, we see the greatest opportunity in being able to help these systems. And one example on how we can help these ACOs, and this is actually uh, another use case, is that we saw a patient who pinged into the red alerts, and we ended up calling the patient. The patient was identified as being in crisis, And we, by talking to the patient, we were able to triage and we were able to calm the patient down so that they can go to their PCP rather than going to the ER or the urgent care. So in cases like that, when we spot patients who are in the red zone, by us reaching out directly to them, we are able to save these ACOs about $5,000 apiece at least. And also by having access to our clinical team, which is available 24-7, 365, that allows for the ACO patients or the health plan patients to have direct access to a care team in as little as 30 seconds. And that really is something that's unheard of. And something that allows us to really differentiate ourselves in the space. And that really explains really the qualitative story. However, we also have a quantitative story to back those claims up. One of the arguably best investments we actually made was hiring a healthcare economist to take a deep dive into the Rose product and be able to look at how ROSE can really save these risk-bearing entities, these ACOs, these health plans, these health systems, and show the ROI analysis on how much we're able to save them in shared savings or in pure revenue generation. And this is really critical for the CFOs of the world who really ask, like, how much money can you save us? And in this investment, or at least in this This quantitative avenue, we can plug in the entity that we're selling to or that we're working with, and then we can show them exactly how much money they would be able to save by using ROSE. And as an example, for a 50,000-member ACO in the state of Florida... Um, at an optimal use, we do see savings of about sixteen point four million dollars.
1: Wow, that's
2: incredible! And this is really critical as well, just being in the uh, in the ACO and the risk risk-bearing space, given that ACOs traditionally have never focused on mental health. They've really spent a majority of the ta- of their time on the big issues like heart disease, oncology, diabetes, but they really never integrated mental health into their platforms. So now this is a grand opportunity for them to, while they continue to generate shared savings on more of the oncology, heart disease, diabetes, they now have this large opportunity within mental health that they can now go after for short savings. So what's next for Rose Health? We're really excited about being able to continue to enhance our patient experience, as well as enhance our tech stack to be able to identify patients earlier. And uh, to do so, we are raising a a $7.5 Series A round. This round will be used to help build out a sales team, more so build out a support sales team, which consists of tech support, integration, sales support, as well as working on enhancing and scaling our interoperable platform. So continuing to work on a backend EMR algorithm to identify early risks amongst patients and escalates them to the care at the right time, which really allows us to increase the number of users on our, on our platform being able to increase the number of digital biomarkers that we can pick up and enhance and further enhance the clinical care uh, of these patients by augmenting their care with more data. We will continue to build upon our 24/7 365 resource for patients because we do know that as we continue to grow and with our current pipeline we do need to hire more more members in order to, maintain that 30-second call pickup time. Additionally, we will be working on leveraging speech and audio for early detection of depression and mood disorders, as well as looking into video recognition for microfacial expressions, so we can really see the musculoskeletal aspect, and that really will help us with identifying pain as well as substance abuse. And then further on that end, being able to accelerate a pilot for VR integration for pain-related as well as for substance abuse and even for cancer-related anxiety. We will continue our role of enabling smooth care transitions for patients to provide the optimal patient experience and also begin the process of developing a DBT program, which would allow providers to send their patients to the ROSE app for continued support to prevent decompensation with the understanding that the problem that we are facing, we cannot throw bodies at it because there just aren't enough bodies to throw out this problem. The only way to solve this problem is to enable technology, especially deep tech, that augments the existing resources and allows these clinicians to be able to serve their patients while being able to get reimbursed to justify the the work that they are doing.
1: So true. There are just not enough bodies. One thing I wanted to touch on was that Rose Health actually recently won the Cambia Grove Trail Competition and uh, so I wanted to just bring that up and ask how was that experience? And if you can talk a little bit about that.
2: Sure, yes, that was actually a really big win for us. We were part of Cambria Grove startup competition where they were looking for the ideal mental health solution within a clinical platform. About a hundred startups applied across the, the country and we were one of the five finalists selected. And as a finalist, we presented our solution and we won, which is very exciting. But what's even more exciting was the judging component of the competition. They were all different stakeholders within the healthcare realm. So there was a patient, there was a provider, there was a healthcare executive, a VC investor, as well as a payer executive. And of all those five different stakeholders, we we got the validation that we wanted and allowed us to win. Now, it, it was a great experience going through the Cambria Grove Trails competition, where we met key decision makers across the Cambria network, as, as well as those around the Pacific Northwest. As a winner, Roseville worked to develop its platform with Providence, Digital Innovation Group, as well as Multicare Behavioral Health Network. Uh, Both of them are partners in this year's competition. So we see this as a very large opportunity for us to not only expand into the Northwest, but being able to show the validation that across all stakeholders, ROSE is the ideal solution that can be used in a clinical setting to not only change the way mental health care is delivered but change the way mental health care is perceived
0: hey if you enjoy listening to this podcast you have to come check out interop now at vive through interactive demonstration we will take all the concepts and products from the podcast and help you see in real time how to apply them to meet your goals come learn how to take your business to the next level with the premier interoperability solutions in healthcare. Find more information at www.vivevent.com.